resurrection morning when all the dead in Christ shall rise. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With the redeemed of God first hand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my Savior, ready to live in glory land. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Imperfection, youthful and happy I shall be. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Glorified with Him forever, death will be lost in victory. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory, with the redeemed never stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness in of his likeness. Ready to live I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Eternal life. One. A hallelujah morning when the last trump of God shall sound. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal grace. All bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with the reading of God to stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of Christ, likeness. ready to live. I'll and be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. I'm your host, Bruce Kessler, and I just want to let you know this. That is, that I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him I find peace, joy, happiness. I am blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve. Hey, friend, my goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Well. We have our good study planned for you here in this broadcast. It's going to come out of Psalms 32. That's right. Psalms chapter 32. But before we get to that study, we've got a few things along the way. And the first is headline news. Well, get this, folks. Chick-fil-A this week announced $10.8 million COVID-19 relief effort with the goal of having an immediate impact on the needs of local communities. The 
$10.8 million will be distributed to local communities through Chick-fil-A's network of 1,800-plus independent restaurants. The goal, Chick-fil-A said, is to help local restaurants serve their communities, and those funds will be available through June and used for efforts, efforts such as food donations and first responders, healthcare workers, and families of Chick-fil-A workers. Says the uh, chairman and CEO, Dan Cathy, I'm humbled by the incredible care our restaurant teams have shown from offering free meals to healthcare workers to feeding school children in need to writing notes of encouragement for guests. They know where the need is in their local community, and our goal for this fund is to support their efforts. There you go, folks. Chick-fil-A donates $10.8 million and 320,000 free meals for coronavirus relief. What an amazing opportunity we have people to help people during crisis. Well, now get this. You won't believe this, folks. In a drawing that illustrates an article in the most recent Harvard magazine, a sad homeschooled girl sits imprisoned in a house made of books labeled reading, writing, misspelled arithmetic, and Bible. Outside, children happily play, skip rope, and run races. That image must have seemed strange to the many homeschool families who, unlike the editors, know how to spell arithmetic and who, unlike many educational professors, tend not to separate out-of-class activities from learning. In the article, Harvard Law Professor Elizabeth Bartholet calls for a presumptive national ban on homeschooling. The article summarized the arguments from a recent Arizona Law Review paper in which Bartholet argues that homeschooling not only violates children's rights to a meaningful education and their right to be protected from potential child abuse, but may keep them from contributing positively to a democratic society. In arguing her point, Bartholet rejected certain studies such as the 2010 study published in the Widener Law Review that in that concluded homeschooled children reached levels of academic achievement similar to or higher than their publicly schooled peers, and then Ray's 2009 survey of standardized test results from more than 11,000 homeschooled students over 25 years from 50 states led him to conclude that on average homeschoolers are still achieving well beyond their public school counterparts, to which Bartholet totally dismisses those researches that advocate for dressed up by science. There you go, folks. Harvard Law professor wants to ban homeschooling. My, oh, my, oh, my. Well, now get this. A new mom calls herself a miracle walking and gives all the credit to God after she gave birth while in a medically induced coma because of COVID-19, 27-year-old Angela Pramakenko was 33 weeks pregnant when she thought she had spring allergies. Two days later, she started running a fever and visited the hospital where she worked. A week later, she was on a ventilator and fighting for her life. Angela 
woke up from the medically induced coma on April the 6th. Woke up and all of a sudden I didn't have my belly anymore. She discovered that the doctors induced labor on April 1st and delivered her daughter, whom she named Ava. She's not been able to visit her daughter and won't be allowed to see her until she has had two negative coronavirus tests in a row. She says that her story shows that there's hope and that even in the hardest days and hardest times that there's hope and you can rely on God and people and community. The amount of community and people that were praying for me was just unbelievable. I was blown away and I'm so incredibly thankful. She has a twin sister, said that she came through the ordeal with her faith strengthened as well. She commented on Instagram, it was a dark time. I doubted and questioned my faith in God and I felt so powerless and so fearful and out of control. But that's how faith grows. I stand in awe of God. He is so good. What an amazing story, folks. New mom gives glory to God after giving birth while in coma, suffering from the coronavirus. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah, folks. And that's our headline news. And now this day in church history. In 62 AD, death of Mark, the gospel writer, while in prison in Alexandria in the eighth year of Nero, according to Vetus, an old Roman collation of martyr accounts. In 1564, John Calvin, reformer of Geneva, dictates his last will and testament to notary Peter Shanelot. Finally, on this day in church history, in 1879, concentration of G.B. Lightfoot as Bishop of Durham, a renowned English New Testament scholar, he had left Cambridge and a life of scholarship to devote the remaining 10 years of his life to church administration. And that's this day in church history. And now, folks, we have a little bit of fun in Name That Bible Character segment. Here is your clue. I refuse to appear before my husband, the king, at his command. Who am I? Here's your clue one more time. I refuse to appear before my husband, the king, at his command. Who am I? We'll reveal the Answer to that tantalizing clue following our study segment. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal in our final segment of Name That Bible Character. And now we come to the study of this broadcast. Psalms chapter 32. Psalms chapter 32. Well, you know, no matter what it is, no matter what season it is, no matter where you are in life, where you are in the journey with Jesus Christ, sometimes things will happen. 
and we will do things or say things and act a particular way that's just simply not good. We disappoint God, we dis disappoint ourselves, and we sin, and when we do so, where do we go? What do we do? And during this time of pandemic, maybe what we need to do since we're at home and quarantined and shelter in place, maybe that's a great opportunity to address some sin problems in our lives. Or perhaps you've done something not too long ago or recently or even this morning or today that has caused you to be sad in your heart. To be filled with sorrow of something that you did that you know is just not right. Perhaps it is a cross word. Perhaps you said some things to some brothers in Christ or sisters in Christ. Perhaps you said something to your brother or sister that you shouldn't have said. Perhaps you thought something that you shouldn't have thought. Perhaps you believe something that you shouldn't believe without questioning or going to that person. Maybe you gossip. Maybe that there's some sin that you've held so closely and you just hidden away in secret. God knows. And so maybe we need to take this time. And so our reflection is going to come out of Psalms chapter 32. Psalms chapter 32. We'll spend a little time there. We're going to be talking about the blessing, the problem, the solution, and the result in Psalms chapter 32. So let's begin reading in verse 1. How blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is the person against whom the Lord does not charge iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. What a fantastic place to be when you know all your sins are covered. You know, 1 John chapter 1 deals with that. When we're talking about the fact that we, if we're walking in the light and if we confess our sins, He is just and willing to forgive us of all of our unrighteousness and to totally cleanse us with His precious blood. Friend, are you in that blessed state? Or maybe there's something hanging over you, some sin problem in your life. And maybe you don't enjoy this blessing of having your sins covered and forgiven. Having this relationship with God in which there is no iniquity that stands between you and the Lord. Well, let's talk about the problem. And the problem is sin. Verse 3, he addresses this, the real issue. Because he says this, When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away by my groaning all day long. For your hand was heavy upon me day and night. My strength was exhausted as in a summer drought. You see, that's what not confessing and dealing with a sin problem. That's keeping that sin hidden and secret. That's what it will do. It will exhaust you. It will make you feel uncomfortable all day long and all night long. Have you ever been there? 
you did something wrong, you treated somebody poorly, and all night long you just tossed and turned, tossed and turned. Well, that's God working on your conscience, on you to say, you need to address it. So we talked about the blessing, the facts of being blessed, having our sins forgiven. And when we talked about the problem, that's the real issue, the sin problem. If we don't deal with it, we're going to be constantly in misery, constantly worry, constantly being bothered by the fact that we have this hanging sin over us. Now, Satan wants us to be comfortable with that. But if we love God, we will never be comfortable in that condition, in that state. So let's talk about the solution. In verse 5, David says, My sin I acknowledge to you, my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my sins to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, every godly person should pray to you at such a time. Surely a flood of great waters will not reach him. You see, instead of pouring out your tears and pouring out and pouring out the fact that you're not doing anything about it and that sin is just constantly bearing down on your soul and it hurts and it hurts and it hurts. David says there is a solution, and that is confessing and acknowledging your sin to God. And this is not something that's general or vague, but it's personal. It's being real. It's being honest and true to God about what it is that you've done. Friend, have you done that? Maybe this time will be a good time to acknowledge what that problem is and personally say it and confess it to God. So we talked about the blessing, we talked about the problem, we talked about the solution, which is turning to God and confessing your sins. Now let's look at the results. David says, I will instruct you and teach you concerning the path you should walk. I will direct you with my eye. Now, when I do that, David says, don't be like a horse or mule without understanding. They are held in check by a bit and bridle in their mouths. Otherwise, they will not remain near you. Don't be filled with pride. Don't buck this. In verse 10, he says, the wicked have many sorrows, but gracious love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. You see, that's the result when you pour out your concerns and heart and troubles and sin before God. You are surrounded by His gracious love. In verse 11, he concludes with this. Righteous ones, be glad in the Lord and rejoice. Shout for joy, all you who are upright in heart. Amen. What a powerful, powerful, powerful ending to this Psalms, the result of being surrounded by gracious love. And we can shout and be filled with joy because we have poured out our hearts, poured out our souls, poured out our love and trust in God because we know He will not harm us, but He will love us and He will forgive us. 
So Psalms chapter 32, we talked about the blessing of being forgiven. That's a fact. You will be forgiven and you will be blessed if you come with your problem. So you have the blessing, you have the problem that is sin, and then you have the solution. And the solution is confessing your sin. Don't be general, don't be vague, but be personal and true. Friend, I will say this. Don't let that one sin be what destroys your joy in life. Confess it today. Don't wait any longer. And then you have the result, which is surrounded by His gracious love. And oh, how we are surrounded by the light and blood of Jesus Christ whenever we honestly and truthfully love Him, pour out our hearts to Him, confess our sins to Him, and He is loving and gracious to forgive us all of our unrighteousness. Amen, folks. That concludes our study for this broadcast. And now we have the conclusion to Name That Bible Character. Here was your clue. I refuse to appear before my husband, the king, at his command. Who am I? Vashti. Vashti. That's right, for in Esther 1, verse 12, but the queen Vashti refused to come after the king's commandment by her chamberlains. Therefore was the king very wroth, and his anger burned in him. I refuse to appear before my husband, the king, and his command. Who am I? Vashti. And name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower of Jesus Christ by giving your life over to him, submitting to baptism, and confessing him as your Lord and Savior. You will receive forgiveness. You will have joy, peace. You will be blessed beyond measure. My goal here has been very simple. That is to encourage you along the way help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Visit our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I want to tell you this. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you. I am so happy now. You may be asking how. Nothing would keep me down because my heart is safe and sound. Oh, how my Lord was true, my Lord was true. Even when life seemed, life seemed dark and no one could take from me. No one's gift that set me free. Jesus has given me His wonderful grace, you see. Jesus died for me. So I sing this song because I'm looking to eternity. Once I was lost in sin, no one would take me in. I was beyond repair, and oh, my life was in despair. Oh, how my Lord was true, my Lord was true. Even when life seemed, life seemed dark, and no one could take from me. No changed the gift that set me free. Jesus has given me, given me His wonderful grace. Jesus, Jesus died for so me. So I sing this song because I'm looking to eternity. 
Jesus has given, given me his wonderful grace. Jesus, Jesus died for me. So I sing this song because I'm looking to eternity. I am so happy now. So you may be asking how. Nothing will keep me down because my heart is safe and sound. Oh, how my Lord is true. Oh, my Lord is true. Even when life seems dark and no one can take from me.